Good morning. Sarah and Jeff, thank you so much for being with us today. I know we have all been blessed already and grateful for more worship time that we'll have together in a few moments. Uh, a lot of joy for us uh, just to hang out with each other this weekend and share some memories um, and uh, just to, to, be, uh, to be led by you. Thanks for leading us to the throne today. Well, this week I was thinking about my son Noah and how from the time he was a really, really little kid, he has always had a great deal of energy, energy that needs to be expressed in bodily form. Anyone else have a kid like that ever? Uh Uh-huh. I love this about Noah. When he was, I don't know, four years old or something, he started climbing the walls, right? Uh, you, he was really good at it. He can still do this really well, but I thought that was pretty impressive. You know, he was using his whole span to do that uh, at, at that point. And, and Noah has always been that kid that he just needs an outlet. And so, you know, sometimes we're trying to figure out, okay, how do we keep him busy? How do we give him something that he can do because he needs to engage his body? And, you know, one of the great things when we moved here to Alma is we, you know, we're looking at our house and our yard, and we have this yard that goes all the way around the house and then a fence that surrounds it. It was perfect for our kids. And so sometimes when, you know, Noah's in the house and we could just tell, like, he just got a building in him. And so we'd say, hey, Noah, go run a lap. And so he'd go outside and he'd run a lap. We'd say, all right, now go do three more, you know? And we would just keep that going sometimes because sometimes he just needed that. And so he would just do these circles around our house. And sometimes we'd time him to see how fast he could do it. Yeah, that is a fast kid. I'm telling you what. Uh, If you drive by our house now, you might see a little ninja course uh, in the front as well. This is a kid with a lot of energy. You know, you think about this dynamic of running in circles. It's an interesting kind of thing isn't it? The idea that you're going to run in a circle, you're not going to go anywhere new, right? You're going to end up right where you started. Uh, Now, we know that, you know, if you're running around a track, getting some exercise, you're going to end up right where you started. Or if, if you're going out for a bike ride or for a run, you might not be exactly going in a circle, but you're going around the neighborhood or you're going on your route and you're going to end up right where you started, right? Uh, at least you should plan it that way. If you've ever not, it can be a real challenge. <laughs> but you think about that and you think, well, well, we do that because the process has value, right? We're, we're not entering into a moment like that because we're trying to get somewhere new, but rather we, we need an outlet for our energy or we're trying to take care of our bodies. We're, we're trying to do something that's refreshing along the way. You know, I've been thinking about this idea of going in circles, and I want to ask this question today. What if this idea of going in circles is actually an important concept for our faith? Let's think about that today. Today, we're continuing our series called Learning from Legends, and we're looking at some of these uh, legends of faith that we find in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, and it talks about all of these Old Testament stories and Old Testament heroes, and we've been asking the question, what if some of these people could come out of the pages of Scripture and they could join us here today? What word of encouragement might they give us today for our faith? 
Well, today we're going to look at this legendary moment that's mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11. It's this huge, miraculous uh, act of God. It's one of those Old Testament moments that we remember that we point to. And it's a moment when it wasn't just that God did something amazing, but he invited his people to be a part of what it was going to take for this great miracle to happen. And it required faith and courage courage and trust for the Israelites to follow God. It was this divine invitation to walk in circles. Yeah. Why in the world would God invite people to walk in circles? Hebrews chapter 11 references the moment at verse 30. It says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. You may know the story. We're going to read a little bit of that from Joshua chapter 6. If you'd like to turn there, it will be on your screen as well. And what we'll read here is the instruction from the Lord as they get to Jericho. Uh, Joshua chapter 6. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout, and then the wall of the city will collapse, and the army will go up, everyone straight in. As we study this story, uh, and we think about this miracle when they uh, are able to take Jericho, it's tempting for us to jump straight to that moment of victory when they shout, when, when there's the triumph. But, but today, what I would like for us to pause and think about uh, is, is to enter in that story, to use our imaginations and not rush ahead and think about those people walking circles and taking laps around the city. Why in the world would God invite people to walk in circles? I wonder, do you ever feel like you're walking in circles in your own life? Maybe there's a particular prayer that you have been praying for years, over and over and over. Maybe it's for a loved one or for a friend. Maybe it's for someone who's struggling in their marriage or even in your own marriage. You've been praying that over and over and over. Maybe there's someone you long for them to know Jesus and you've been praying for them over and over and over. Maybe there's an area of your life that you find yourself circling on purpose because it's a decision that you want to make. Maybe you have some habits that feel like circling. It's the way that you take care of your body, the way that you choose health, the way that you eat well. Uh, it's your spiritual disciplines. It's your relational investments that you make time for. And maybe you find yourself as you're circling, as you're taking another lap, I know this is good, but does it really make any difference? <laughs> or maybe there's a place in your life where you feel stuck, 
where you feel like you're just going around in circles. I think about like you're on a roundabout, but there's no exit, (laughs) and you're just going and going, and you keep thinking, somewhere I'm going to get off. Somewhere that new opportunity is going to come, and I'll have that exit ramp, or somewhere I'm going to get that answer to that prayer, or that question's going to be answered. Uh, Somewhere there will be that new career opportunity. Somewhere I'll be able to exit this circle of grief and begin to find some new life, or or somewhere I'll, I'll start to make headway in this diagnosis that I'm battling. Maybe you find yourself circling in an area in your life. And today I'd like for us to consider, could it be that sometimes part of our faith journey is the perseverance that it takes to keep going in those circles? Remember in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, it, it says, uh, In Hebrews chapter 11 at verse 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. You know, that's that's where that chapter starts before it mentions those who were walking around the walls of Jericho. The faith that they were commended for was walking in circles. I just want to point that out this morning. That's part of our journey. Now, as the Israelites uh, entered into the promised land, it was then that they encountered Jericho. This was this intimidating, impossible obstacle for them. Now, these people had been desert wanderers, if you remember the story. And so now as they are entering uh, the promised land, this fortress must have been an overwhelming sight for them. The city was surrounded by these fortified walls. Scholars tell us they were up to 25 feet high and up to 20 feet thick. So we can even picture perhaps there were armed guards on top of that wall uh, on the lookout for anyone who might be coming by. As they approached Jericho, it was this, this symbol of military strength and power and authority. It was really a daunting sight for them. Can you imagine what must have been running through their minds? Oh my, what are we going to do here? God must do something about this. And maybe their minds were running to weapons or a surprise attack or cutting off the water supply. Or how are they going to go about this? Certainly something strategic. But instead, the almighty God invites them to take some laps and walk in some circles. Boy, that seems a little anticlimactic, doesn't it? (laughs) See, sometimes I think we have those moments in our lives, too, and we think, oh my goodness, I have this huge problem, I have this huge obstacle in front of me, something needs to be done, I need a strategy here. And sometimes God may be saying to us, you know what you need to do is just take some laps with me. That's what you need to do. Today, I want you to imagine the army as they're taking these laps around the city. You know, I wonder, how did they feel on day three, and then on day five, and on the fourth lap, on the seventh day, were they getting a little bit weary? I wonder, did it feel humbling to them to obey? You know, that's a, that's a tough assignment for an army 
right? What, what is this? God's inviting them to, to a parade? <laughs> they're there to fight, but they're, they're just taking laps around the city. In fact, part of the text says they're not even talking. They're, they're to be silent and quiet as they're walking around the city as they take those laps, vulnerable to attack. We have no idea exactly how they felt because the scripture doesn't tell us, so we're only using our imaginations here. But I can only imagine because, after all, they're humans just like us. Why do you think God asked them of that or asked that of them? Why do you think taking laps was part of God's plan? I wonder if. God's instruction wasn't just about the end result, but the way that the process would form his people. And that couldn't be missed. So I wonder if one of those uh, circle walkers could join us today and give us some encouragement in our own faith and, and think about the areas where we feel like we're going in some circles right now. I wonder what they might say to encourage us today. And I wonder if they would simply say this, to persist is a formative process. That when we persist, when we don't give up, that that very process, it forms us. You see, when they were walking in circles, I think something was happening in their hearts. Something was happening in them as a people. It was making things quite clear, right? Whose battle is this anyway? <laughs> Whose hand will be responsible for this? Who will get the glory? Who is in charge here? And I think that every time they took a lap, those questions, the answers to those questions became clearer and clearer. See, when we find ourselves taking circles around an obstacle, it gives us some time to think. And there they were walking and, and following God as this act of obedience. And friends, I just want to remind us today, sometimes that's what God simply asks of us to not give up, to keep persisting, to persevere, because God is with us and forming us in that process. It reminds me of uh, what we find in James chapter 1. I love this passage, James chapter 1 at verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I wonder you could almost take that verse and speak it over the army as they're taking those laps and say, perseverance is being formed in you. And they may say to us, friends, whatever you're circling, perseverance is being formed in you. No, there may be an area in your life today where you're feeling weary or discouraged, and I want to encourage you, don't give up. Keep seeking the Lord in that area of your life. You know, I, I think that we need to remind ourselves of this because the truth is we are destination-focused people. <laughs> we are. We think about the end result the scripture is so clear that, that God cares not just about the result, but he cares about what happens in us in the meantime. 
that this process, this process of persevering, of persisting, that's formative ground in our lives. It's fertile soil. It's sacred ground in our lives. You know, as, as I've been thinking about this passage, uh, one of the images that has come to my mind considering this is a prayer labyrinth. Uh, I wonder if you've ever used one or seen a prayer labyrinth. I have a picture there for you. Uh, it's, it's a very simple practice. It's a way to physically embody prayer. Uh, we let our whole selves be attentive to God. And it, it's, it might look like a maze. It's not a maze. It's just a, a singular path that you follow, uh, and it leads you straight to the center. And then you exit by simply following the path in reverse. Uh, a prayer labyrinth is this slow and quiet meditative process that, that helps represent what it is to, to have our hearts journey towards God. And it's this way that we set aside some time and engage our feet even while our hearts are moving in prayer. I found it to be a meaningful experience. And, and one of the things that always strikes me about a prayer labyrinth is, uh, especially for someone like me who's already directionally challenged, uh, I, I find myself wandering through and, and kind of getting turned around and going, where am I? And at what point am I going to get to the center? <laughs> There's this meandering that sort of turns you around as you're making the journey in the prayer labyrinth. And I think about that, and I think about how this, this journey on a prayer labyrinth is, is really not an external journey, right? You're going to end in the same place where you started, but it's the internal journey that happens as your feet walk. You know, in our, in our own lives, prayer can feel that way. Like this meandering journey where sometimes we wonder, I'm not exactly sure where I am or where I'm going to get there. But it's this idea of persisting along the way. You see, to persist is a formative process. When we don't give up, God uses that in our lives to form us. So today, I, I wonder if the Lord is whispering to your heart and inviting, uh, just inviting you to trust him on the journey to trust him in some of those unknown spaces in your life and, and to not be so focused on the destination that you miss the power of his presence in the process. I know that in this room today, there are some big things going on. We all have some big things going on. And the truth is, when you walk out of this sanctuary today, Things may not have changed for your circumstances, but I believe as we worship the Lord today that we can have an encounter with Jesus in our circling today. I want to remind you of the good news of Jesus. In John's gospel, he says, uh, the word became flesh and blood and he moved into the neighborhood. My friends, Jesus is here with us. We call him Emmanuel. That means God with us. And so today, in whatever you are circling and whatever that lap looks and feels like in your life, I want to remind you, Jesus is with you. He walks with you today. And I encourage you to open your heart to encounter him and to trust him, to lift to him the burdens that you carry and experience his provision and his promise and his reassurance. 
maybe today is a day when you need to get some energy out. (laughs) And so it's a day to do some circling in prayer and in worship. Sarah's going to come and and lead us now in worship. And as Sarah and Jeff come in a few minutes, uh, Pastor Ann Brandon uh, is going to be coming and leading us in a reflective prayer time as well. Um, And I just want to encourage you to, to just take some time and open your heart with expectancy. The Lord is near and I believe he wants to meet with you today. Will you pray with me? Lord, we know that you are here. We open our hearts to you. Help us to encounter you as we worship and pray. Amen.